Hello and welcome to the podcast for Real Life Heroines with Susanna Liller. Join us bi-weekly as alongside of you, we work toward answering the call, knowing that stepping into our destiny always involves going into the unknown and exploring new landscapes. This show talks about those new landscapes, what it took to get there, and the real challenges that take place for most of us along the journey. Heroines don't stay in their comfort zone. They follow their inner guidance to grow and evolve. From the School for Real Life Heroines, your host, Susanna Liller. Hi, welcome everyone to my podcast for Real Life Heroines, where I get to interview amazing real life heroines who are on a journey to discover their authentic selves and to tell us about that journey. And sometimes when I get really, really super lucky, there is a hero that comes along and he's such a hero that I just have to make an exception and he has to just be on this podcast. And Jake Ballantyne, welcome. You are one of my heroes. Well, thank you so much. What an honor it is to be a hero getting to be on uh, this podcast that's meant for the heroines that are out there. So, Jake, all right. First, let me just introduce you briefly, and then I want to tell people how I know you. So what I, and you can add to this, but Jake Ballantyne is a motivational speaker. He is a success coach. And he is the founder of the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network, which, Jake, how many people are on there now? About 13,000. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> and he's also the founder of Mountaintop Motivation. And I just want to say your um, address right now, your website, MTMS, Mountaintop Motivation, MTMS Success dot com and mtmsuccess.com mtmsuccess.com right. there we go okay all right is there anything you wanted to add before we continue i'm sure it will come out as we start talking okay so i just want people to know how i met you because i love how i'm the how i met you story and so my book had just been published and I was figuring out what do I do and how do I get it out there? And my publisher said, how about going to this summit by Leah Woodford, Woodward? And, um, and it was called the Smart Femme Summit. And I think it was probably, I don't know, three years ago um, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. And I went out there really not knowing what to expect, but what Leah had done, which is what she does, is collected all these amazing people. And we heard from them throughout the two days, all these different speakers. And Jake, I think you were on the second day, if I'm remembering. And, and Jake is a master playing the guitar. I mean, he opened up what he was going to say by playing and having us sing along with him. And as I was trying to figure out why am I here and what am I taking from this? And Leah, the next day, was going to interview people who wanted to be interviewed for her show. And I had signed up for that. 
And as I was talking to her the, the next day, she asked me, so what are you taking away? And I said, you know, I really think after 20 years of being an organizational development consultant, I need a coach to move me into this next phase. And she, she had just interviewed you and she said, you need Jake, just like, <laughs> and, and it was something, you know, I smiled, I think at the time and, you know, but boy, that did not leave me. And I think I was probably calling you the next day. Yeah. Yes. It was wonderful. What a great event that was. And Leah, hello, if you're watching this, yes. um, but you know, it, it's really cool how people meet and uh, great things happen. I, I think that's one of the reasons it's so important to get out. And and like you say, you didn't know why you were attending something, why you were going, what you were doing. But right. I think it's really important for us just to get out and meet people because great things happen when we do that. Right. And the whole thing about, which is very pertinent to the hero's journey, is leaving your comfort zone and leaving ordinary life, whatever that is. So let me just say a couple things about the hero's journey, the steps, and then I'm going to ask you to talk about one of your hero's journeys, Jake. So, mm. and I know you've been on probably more than one. Many and many yeah. more to come. <laughs> Can't wait. Huh? So, all right. The hero or heroine is in regular, what we call ordinary life. And they're doing the thing that they've always been doing and life is going along. And then bam, something happens. And it can be something from within like a big thought that occurs about you should do this or it can be something that happens to you and then you have a choice of how you're going to respond to it but whatever that thing is we call it the call because if you answer it and I remember Jake you you talking to me about that is so good answer the call that's what you're about Susanna getting people to answer the call but anyways so that happens and then if you accept it, you cross a threshold into an unknown something, you know, it's, it could either be something you haven't tried before, or just even a new mindset that you're not used to. And that's the journey. And you go on the journey and good things happen and bad things happen. And there are challenges, but it, it makes you and molds you and evol evolves you so that when you're done, you're what? bigger than you were when you started and and you've learned and then you share that learning with others which you have done big time so anything in there resonate with the journey that you've been on I think we always have a time where we need to answer that call we have those times those journeys in our lives where we know there's something that we need to do and it's so easy to stay in the comfort zone mm -hmm. I think it's so important for us to realize that it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be comfortable. It will stretch you when it's time to take that call and to go out and move forward. It's going to stretch you. It's going to be uncomfortable. That's just a part of the journey. There is a philosophy right now that I'm hearing quite often that is about this kind of idea that everything's supposed to be easy. Everything is supposed to be flow and simple. And if it's, if it's not easy, then I must be on the wrong path. And I think that that is a road to a lot of disappointment. 
I think that the people who succeed at the highest level are the people who are willing to face disappointment, uh, the people who are willing to face discomfort is really what it comes down to. They're willing to face discomfort and they're willing to move forward and move through it because on the other side, that's when we become the person that we are really meant to be at our next level. Absolutely. Now, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the other part of the news is, is that what we think is that when we get to that other side, then we're going to be done growing. Mm-hmm. I hope not because there's more to grow and there's more to do. But in this phase of our journey, there will be a period of peace. There will be a period of satisfaction. And then we're going to hit another journey. But growth is always through discomfort. Right. And just let me say, that takes me right back to the retreat that I went on with you in New Jersey, when I was trying to take on, put on this whole new code of how to be a person not a consultant, you know, I had to unlearn so much. And you sent us out into the hallway to do a Facebook live, you know, just do it. It's okay. And talk about discomfort. It was very uncomfortable. But Jake, share what actually, I was just listening to your podcast and you talking about the time when you had been so stressed that you thought that you were having a heart attack. Yes. I think that was a heroin hero's journey um, moment for you when you got a call. Yeah. And it, like, like I said, there's been many calls. There's been many times. And that certainly was one of them. I was in a period where I knew it was time for me to leave the, the current business, at least the iteration of the business I was in. It was time for me to leave that and to move forward into a new version of myself. But that was scary. And it's always scary to change, especially when something's working well. It's very scary. And instead of answering the call, I did something far worse. What I did was I answered the call and stayed in the other one. So I had one foot in two different worlds. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I only have 24 hours in the day. And so if I'm trying to do two full-time jobs at the same time, that's really challenging. And then we had just had my my son, he was just a couple months old. So anyone who's gone through that knows that you don't sleep a lot during that time. So I'm, I'm dealing with not sleeping. It was a wonderful thing to have my son, but man, there was all sorts of things going on. I thought, am I ever going to sleep again? Is that ever going to happen? Um, so I'm going through that. And then on top of that, we had just lost uh, my wife's father to cancer and we had been dealing with all that stuff as well. And so it just felt like there was just this pressure cooker on me. But the biggest thing that was really getting me was I knew it was time to move forward and I was not doing it. Now, I have a gift and a curse in my life. The gift and the curse in my life is there is a physical effect on me if I am not following the path that I am meant to follow. Some mm-hmm. people, it's very easy for them to say, well, I'd like to do that, but I can't do it. For me, I feel it. I feel it inside of me. Are you the same way? Have you felt that as well? That is a gift. It, it, as bad it can, as it can be, it is definitely a gift. Yeah. Yeah. So Susanna, what, what ended up happening then is I um, I had a speaking engagement at a high school. It was in uh, Eastern Washington, a place called Moses Lake, Washington. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I had done, done two different schools in the day, did, did assembly programs at two different schools during the day. 
and actually that day was really great. It was a really great day, but something happens about, there's only so much emotion we can take. And then eventually the pressure just, 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 we, we, uh, we tend to break at our weakest point is what ends up happening. The bottle tends to burst at the weakest point. So I actually had a great day and I had this emotional high in a positive sense, but it didn't matter because I was at a tipping point. And that night I started to feel what first started feeling like heartburn. And I went, hmm, this is weird. Well, I'll just go back to the hotel and I'll, I'll relax. And then that heartburn turned into heart pain and turned into pressure on my chest turned into uh, pain throughout my arm. Um, I was experiencing sweats. I was experiencing uh, nausea. Um, all these kind of things. I had a fever. It's physical reaction. And I'm sitting there alone in this hotel going, what is happening? And mm. then I start looking up on WebMD, which maybe I shouldn't have, but I, I start looking up on there going, what is happening? And literally everything I was writing in was signs of a heart attack. Maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I got in the car and drove over to the hospital. My thought process was, if I'm going to have a heart attack, I'm alone in this hotel. No one's coming until tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I need to do something now. So I get up thinking about it later. I probably shouldn't have dri driven, but it is Not what it is. You probably should have done nine. Probably should have, or at least an Uber. Uh, <laughs> but well, I don't even know if Uber, Uber, I guess it was, but it wasn't a big thing then. But anyway, I should have called 911 and done that. But I get over to the hospital, hook me up to all these machines, hook me up to all this kind of stuff. And what they say at the end of it, a couple of hours later is there's nothing wrong with your heart. Mr. Ballantyne, are you under stress? And I didn't actually realize that I was. I didn't know that I really was under stress, as strange as that sounds. But I started adding everything up and realized, absolutely, I'm under a ton of stress. And the biggest stress, even with all those other things going on, the biggest stress was that I was trying to move forward, answering a call, while still trying to hold on to my old life. I was trying to hold on, you know, if I put it in this way, I'm, I'm trying to be in Oz and Kansas at the same time. That's not going to work. Did you, do you remember what you told me when I did the same thing, holding on to my consulting as I was trying to go out and, and do more coaching? Do you remember the metaphor you gave to me? This is a, not a test. You you get it. No, I I it probably was. It might not have been. But was it about the boat? It was about the chair, Suzanne. Oh, okay. You are dragging a chair behind you as you're trying to move into to this new world you're hoping to be in. And then Susanna, not only that, then the chair breaks and you're still carrying the chair behind you. But that was such a big moment for me, but I'm sorry, mm. keep going, keep going. No, 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 that, that's okay. I, I use a lot of analogies for those who weren't, weren't sure there. Um, <laughs> but one of the ones that I also use often is the idea of you can't get very far if, you're, if your boat is still tied to the dock. Yeah. If your boat's still tied to the dock, you're not going to go very far. And this is just kind of what was going on with me. And, you know, it wasn't that much longer. It wasn't that much later when when um, we met. You know, what's interesting, because I, I actually think that we met, it was, I think it was in 2018. It wasn't in 19. It was, so it was a little bit longer. It was like four or five years ago. Okay. Because that was a good, solid year before COVID hit. Yes, you're right. Um, 
You're right. year and a half. Cause I think it was in March or April, I think it was 2018. But what was interesting about that is um, that wasn't that long after this experience that I, I'd had within a year. And so I had this huge journey to realize that I need to trust myself and go all in with what I know I need to be doing. And this physical effect actually lasted longer. So I, I got the, the heart issue, then that ended up not being a, it wasn't what I thought it was, but then I talked to the doctors and they said, if you continue down this path, you will have a heart attack. And so then I started seeing therapists and doing all that kind of stuff. But I also, because of all that pressure built up, even though I was now getting help for it, I was fixing things, I wasn't at the same level, but because of all of that, I had what was called stress-induced alopecia. So alopecia is something that's become very famous with right. uh, with Will Smith's wife, with Jada, and, and all that happened last year. But stress-induced alopecia is a different thing. It's not, it's not all. It's spots is what it is. And I had spots that are about the size of, I would say, bigger than a quarter, like a half dollar. I had three of them on the back of my head, one that was right at the crown of my head, one that was over here, and then one down at the very bottom. And with those three spots, it's interesting. If you, if you look closely at the back of my head now, you can see three spots that are lighter in color than the rest. They grew back right. just a different shade. But it was for, it was probably six months before they grew back. Like they were just, and it was not, it was not, bald as in then you can feel like the roughness of of buzzed hair it was as smooth you know as smooth, hairless skin completely hairless and that scared me so much because i thought like what is going on here i'm falling apart like what right. is happening right and it was all because i just wasn't all in following i wasn't all in giving everything my all just a little Side note, when he would have met me um, at that time, I wore my hair a little bit longer during that period of time. And the reason why was not now if I had male pattern baldness, I would not do a comb over to cover it or any of those kinds of things. But these were bald spots on the back of my head. So I wore my hair a little bit longer to cover these right. spots that were there, because if I had it, I, I figured it was either I need to wear it a little bit longer. So it covers these spots, or I just need to go bick it and, you know, completely, completely bald because these spots were just so big. And I'm so thankful they ended up coming back and I haven't had that issue again since, but it was because I did not follow right. the path. Right. When I talk to people about when you get a call and, and I think you might say your call was a wake-up call. I mean, I think some for for everybody, they come in unique ways, right? Kind of depending on the person. And I've had calls that have been very quiet. And I, I've had calls that have just come in like gangbusters. And I think I say to people that it's like um, your soul is picking you up and shaking at you and saying, listen to me. And it sounds yes. like that was a big one for you. Yes, huge. Yeah. But then everything was, so then you made the course correction and you left the other behind. And I think you had pretty soon thereafter some good success, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, 
I, I'm fortunate enough to where it was actually very quick that things shifted and things changed. Once I put everything in, it was just a matter of months before I had replaced my income. And not to say that everyone is going to have that same experience. That That's not what it's always going to be. But that I tend to be a person where my biggest challenges come in decision-making. Once I make a decision, I'm a very all-in kind of a person. And I, I maybe that's more common for, I don't know. I, I Here's what I notice is that when people are in the struggling to make a decision, they're really challenged. They have a big challenge actually seeing success. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when people are not having the success that they want to have, it's because they haven't made a true decision. Yeah. Now, I can't say that's always the case for every single person, but that's what I've noticed for me in my life, that when I make a real decision, things come very quickly from that mm-hmm. point on. When I'm struggling, it's usually because I haven't fully decided. Maybe I'm doing things. Maybe I'm acting. Maybe I'm actually doing the things that I need to do. But there's something energetically that holds you back yeah. when you have not made a true decision. I agree. And I think it has to do with focus and intention. And you know, your energy needs to be all in, in one direction, not scattered. Yeah. Yes. You know, in your podcast too, Jake, you you mentioned about, and and I think this is so incredibly common, and I I almost think it's more with women than with men. I'm not sure, but that you felt that people you were worried about what people thought. That here you had always been this kind of a person doing this thing in the world, and now you're doing this, and what would people think? Yeah. I So I built my first business was in the youth speaking world, and that was my dream. And I went all out to build that. And I did it. I, I spoke in 47 U.S. states, mm-hmm. um, so hired all over the country, hundreds of thousands of teenagers I spoke in front of. It took me so long to build that. And honestly, I was at the very top of my game when I made the decision to leave. And there were a lot of people that thought I was kind of crazy um, for leaving, but also in that world, in the, so you got to think about this. You, you look at the coaching world versus the speaking world. Now I'm not talking about speaking to market, but I'm talking about speaking as a business, the keynote speaking world, the keynote speaking world and the coaching world are actually very different. And the keynote speaking world tends to look at the coaching world as it's sleazy it's like the info marketing world. There's something wrong with it. They're after the money. They're they're trying to be, they're always, there's just a lot of negativity going towards it. And so when I'm stepping into this world, and a part of the reason why is because the money in this world is not coming from individuals. The money is coming from organizations. So there's this sense of it's more pure. And I'm not saying it is, but that's how they see it. Right. They see that world as this is the more, pure and ethical and they they have all sorts of views about it i don't agree with those views but those are the views that are seen now you look at me i was making more and more movement in that world and having more and more notoriety in that world and people that i knew and looked up to and respected i had heard the statements that they made about these kinds of people 
And now I'm choosing to be one of these kinds of people. So it wasn't like a sense of what are the random people on the street going to think about me or even what are friends and family going to think about me? They already thought I was crazy. So I didn't care. It didn't, <laughs> didn't make much of a difference. And truth is, is they thought I was crazy when I first started, but they saw a track record. And, and I think sometimes friends, I'm, I didn't mean to do that. Sometimes friends and family, um, sometimes when they don't support you, what they're actually doing is saying, I'm concerned for you because I care about you. I think that we're way too quick to say, oh, that family member's toxic, cut, cut them out of your life. I think that, that it's just might be misguided. But I was concerned more about mentors and peers that I had built over the previous seven or eight years. And that's where the concern was. But it was two things that happened. Um, number one, it was that specific um, issue when I thought I was having a heart attack. And right. I guess it's really... 1.5 because then the other side was was having that then secondly it was coming home after everything was figured out and I was looking at my little boy who was just a few months old and I was holding him in my in my arms um he's going to be 6 in a couple months but he was just this little tiny little baby and I was looking at him and I was realizing I'm not going to be around for you when you're older if I let this fear continue to hold on to me. Yeah. And that's just wrong. And I'm not going to do that. But that that's where I was going. The the fear was going to hold me back from being there. And I made a promise to him. And the promise I made to him before he could even understand what I was saying was, I'm not going to leave you before my time. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that because I'm letting fears of what other people think about me hold me back. I'm just not going to do it. That was the change for me. Yeah. That is, um, it's such a great story because I think, you know, again, we experience it differently, but it's usually a common thing that it's fear in some, some type of fear that holds us back. And I Always. remember you, you talking to me about that um, because certainly for me, my old audience was the engineers and the people that I worked with that were in the more corporate world. And what were they going to think if I'm out here doing empowerment for women seminars and workshops and same kind of thing? Um, yeah, it's crazy what we do to ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And we all do it. I know. I know. And here's the other thing, Jake, is that when I saw you in that conference and was so taken by what you said and, and what you taught us and um, said, I've got to have more of that guy. And um, never would I ever have thought that you were just coming off such a experience, you know, so it goes to show that you never know what's going on with people. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a question for you, and then I'm going to, um, well, you and I both love the hero's journey, and we love movies and shows that sort of feature it. And I wonder, and you know already that I'm all about The Wizard of Oz is one of my favorites because Dorothy is such a brave heroine who is thrown out of her normal world, Kansas, and has to learn and grow and and be very uncomfortable in a new world. So what 
what's your favorite? What's your favorite movie or a show? Probably of all time, it would definitely be Lord of the Rings. That would be that would be the first one. Though right now, I have like an obsession level with Avatar, with this the new movie. Have you seen Way of Water yet? No. Do I need to go see it? Oh yes, you absolutely do. Did you see the original one? The first I saw one? the original one. Yeah. So this movie is even a huge step up from it. So it's already right at about two billion dollars worldwide is what it's made. Uh, James Cameron is an absolute genius. This thing is unbelievable. But I would say that the first movie was was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great story. Um, technology was incredible and a great world. But this. This movie has so much more in, in the way of emotion. Most sequels tend to just be a continuation of the previous movie. Right. What you saw in the previous movie was an entire hero's journey. And somehow they were able to create an entirely new hero's journey without it feeling like it was just replicating the same path of the previous movie. Right. And so I, I think you'll really enjoy the movie and it's definitely worth seeing in the theater before it leaves the theaters okay. uh, because it's so big. It was made for 3D. Normally I don't love 3D, but the this 3D was so good. And um, But in terms of the story that that's told there, what's interesting is sometimes in life, the toughest journeys are not from obscurity. Now I know that the hero's journey talks about being plucked from obscurity. What we don't talk about is now I, and on your chart, you show the cycle starting again, but we think about obscurity as being from a place of nobody knows us. I think that maybe a better way of saying this is plucked from your level that you're at now to go to a new level. And this is how we go to a new level right. because he already got Jake Sully is the name of the character. He already got to the level that he wanted to be at. He went through a hero's journey and became a new man. Now his, his goals were different. His values were different. What mattered to him was different. And he, and I'm not spoiling anything because it's the beginning of the movie, but yeah, yeah. he had to leave the world that he had worked so hard to get to. Not the, that the world didn't go off planet, but he had to leave the place that he had worked so hard to get to and he had to go on a new hero's journey. He had to go again and leave. He had to go through a new belly of the whale. He mm -hmm. had to go through all of those kinds of things. And the emotion of it was so much deeper. Oh my gosh. All right. I am so convinced I'm going. I'm not well, James waiting. Cameron can send me a check for the marketing. <laughs> really? So I know I have to let you go. I'm I want to ask you just as a last thing. So people are listening and you've said so much that can help them, I know. And I'm wondering if there's one thing like you could say, all right, if you just remember one thing of what I've said today, talking with Susanna, what do I want you to remember? So I'm going to say something completely new, something I haven't said yet today. Go for it. The one thing to remember is that there is no failure. Hmm. There is no success. There's only results. Just look at this as whatever you're getting right now, you did exactly what you needed to get there. So when you say, oh, I tried and I failed, you didn't try and you failed. You tried and you got the exact 
result that your effort gives you. And if you can look at that without the emotion attached, I, I believe that the, the negative emotions are the biggest enemy that we have. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because it holds us back from learning the lessons that we need to learn from the quote unquote failure. So if you look at it just as results instead of success or failure, you can take away the emotional baggage from it and you can look at it like a scientist. And if you mm -hmm. look at like, like a scientist, you see, okay, I did X, Y, Z and I got B. You know, I did these things and I got this. Okay, great. So now what are the variables I'm going to change if I want to change the result? If I want to change the result, which of the, you know, I said, okay, I did X, Y, Z. Great. Do I need to change X? Do I need to change Y? Do I need to change Z? I don't know. But if you just start tweaking them and playing with those things, you're eventually going to change the result to where you want to be. But the emotions behind, oh, no, I failed or I didn't get what I, that's the thing that holds us back. Because when we dwell on the failure, it's the worst thing that we can have. We had the experience and we got no gain from it. So if we can have the experience and gain from it, then you're going to get to where you want to be. It is guaranteed. If you do not quit, you will not fail. And if you can continue to see the path or if you can continue to take action and then evaluate it and adjust it, and if you can continue that, take action, evaluate, adjust, take action, evaluate, and adjust. If you can do that continuously, you will eventually get to exactly where you want to be. Mm. That's wonderful. And, and you don't have to assign it a label. This is failure. This is success. I mean, that's different for everybody anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So everybody listening, you can see why I love this guy and why I learned so much from him and why he helped me so much. And Jake, I'm just so pleased. And thank you so much, because I know how busy you are that you were able to join me today. Well, thank you so much, Susanna. You are amazing. And what a wonderful, wonderful experience this has been. And thank you so much for everyone who's listening. And before you go, for sure, the best way somebody says, oh my gosh, I want him to be my coach. Best way to get a hold of you to reach you is a um, couple of different places. If you want to join our free community, go to the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network on Facebook. Just search that in Facebook and it will pop up. Um, mtmsuccess.com is the Mountaintop, uh, Mountaintop Motivation website. Also, you can just send me an email at jake at jakeballantine.com. Great. And I'll put that all in the show notes so people will have it. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. It's wonderful to see you. And I'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Okay. Sounds great, Susanna. Bye. Thank everybody for listening. And I hope you'll join me for the next podcast too. Okay. Bye everyone. You've been listening to the podcast for real life heroines with Susanna Liller. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to connect with Susanna outside of the show, please do. You can email Susanna at SusannaLillard.com and visit the website at SusannaLillard.com. Let's get social. Instagram at Susanna Liller, Facebook, Susanna Liller, author, speaker, and coach. Don't forget to subscribe to the show for easy access to our next episode. And a like and review would be very helpful. Until next time, remember to follow your inner guidance to grow and evolve.